Welcome to the Irish Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Irish American Baseball Society. If you love Ireland and baseball, you're one of us. Visit us online at irishbaseball.org. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Irish Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Becker. Today, I'll be talking with John Fitzgerald, founder of the Irish American Baseball Society. Later on, Jim Ward will be discussing an interview clip from White Sox bench coach and Irish American Baseball Society member Joe McEwing. And Connor Santiani, a player for the Irish national baseball team, will bring us a little Irish American baseball history. Right now, I'm joined by John Fitzgerald. How are you doing today, John? I'm good, Rick. Thanks. So the first thing I would like to discuss with you today is a little bit about this organization and the podcast that we're just getting started today is our inaugural episode. And we could talk about the Irish American Baseball Society. First of all, how did all that get started? Well, that's actually a really good question. Um, it all started back in uh, 2004. I made a film uh, called The Emerald Diamond, and the film was about the history of baseball in Ireland. And it was the history of baseball in Ireland that everyone knew at that point. Um, at the time, baseball had been played for about 10 years. And so I made this, this documentary and the film came out in 2006 and it got a, a pretty good response. There were a lot of people that wanted to help. They wanted to donate or be involved in some way. And um, we, uh, we basically, you know, we came to the conclusion or I came to the conclusion that, that there was really no way to, um, to let people help. And, and so we started a nonprofit. It was uh, myself, my father, a few other people that were supporters, early supporters. And that nonprofit is called the Baseball United Foundation. And we're still around today. We've done a lot of work in Ireland over the years. And, and eventually, uh, in 2018, we kind of branched out our Irish operations into what's called the Irish American Baseball Society. So that's how it started. It's got a long history of about 15, almost 20 years. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been a really fun ride. So with some of these charity endeavors and trying to raise money, what are some areas where the people who have donated have been able to help Irish baseball and maybe other forms of baseball? You know, that's a great question. And the, the answer to that is, is really interesting. The, um, the first thing that happened when people wanted to donate, they wanted to, to donate equipment. And you know, that's a, that's a logistical nightmare. I mean, like we have sent thousands of pounds of baseball equipment to Ireland and you're dealing with, you know, you're packing stuff up. I have personally driven vans across the country. I've, I've driven vans full of equipment. Um, I've driven my car, um, uh, Honda Accord stuffed with like 600 pounds of baseball equipment and drums onto a loading dock in it, which was just weird. Um, but People wanted to donate equipment, and, and and that was kind of the first thing. And then, then it was financial support, and so there was a lot of online fundraising, in-person fundraising, merchandising, selling T-shirts and hats, and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, those are the things that can help what's there now. And 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 we've also um, had coaches donate their time to travel to Ireland or to do remote uh, baseball instruction from here in the U.S. to players and teams over in Ireland. So, it's pretty it's pretty varied. I mean, it's, um, you know, people will come to us and say they want to help and they'll tell us what they have or what they can give. And then we try to kind of find a way to make that work. And, and that that's the model we use in Ireland. And, and we've, um, we've started doing similar things here in the U S and we've also sent equipment to Nigeria and Kenya as well. 
That's very interesting. Is there a particular tie-in in Nigeria and Kenya with Ireland, or is it just because those countries are growing? It's I don't know if a lot of the people listening know how quickly those countries are growing. Is it just sort of you saw the need and you just decided we have this extra equipment? Let's go there. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. So, um, so when we started, we were, we were the Baseball United Foundation. We were doing all of our work in Ireland, and there were times when we got so much equipment that we just we had it sitting around. It there was no need for it in Ireland because baseball in Ireland is a growing sport. But there were times where we just had so much stuff that you know we just couldn't pack it up and ship it because there was nothing for them to do with it. At the time, about five or six years ago. We were contacted by a, uh, a baseball program in Nigeria. We vetted them. We made sure that they were legit, and they were. And so we packed it up. We used the same model of you know packing it up, going to customs, and going through customs and shipping everything over. And then the same thing happened a few years later with Kenya. Now, at the time, all you know, still all of our operations were really focused entirely on Ireland. We decided in 2018 to make the Irish American Baseball Society to branch our Irish fundraising operations and, and things under a separate umbrella. So if we raise funds for the Baseball United Foundation, that is for kind of the overarching thing. We may be sending equipment to a, an inner city baseball team in the U.S. We may be sending it to Africa, to a different European country. It's, it's kind of a catch-all for all of our programs. The Irish American Baseball Society isn't connected with Kenya or Nigeria, but the organizations are related. The, the Baseball Society is a, um, it's actually a subsidiary of the Baseball United Foundation. Very cool. And here with the Irish American Baseball Society and more particularly with this Irish Baseball podcast, I think a lot of what we're trying to do and a lot of what you want to come out of this organization and this podcast is to talk a little bit more about the history of Irish Americans in baseball and the Irish tradition in the sport that we know here in the United States. And if you could maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like I said, a lot of our work in Ireland has been, you know, supporting youth baseball in Ireland. And we've found over time that there is this like really interesting connection between Irish immigrants to America, Irish Americans, you know, first, second, third generation, and, and even further down the line, and baseball. And it's a fascinating connection because, you know, the Irish culture, when, when we're in Ireland, when we're working in Ireland, we see kids, they love baseball. They actually play a game called Rounders, um, which is the precursor to baseball. And um, we, we've seen back, you know, in America that, you know, for over 100 years, Immigrants have come to the U.S. and they've played baseball or they've been baseball fans and they, they just love the game. So there's something intrinsic there. You know, I can't quite put my finger on it, but um, we feel that, you know, in order to support the game in Ireland, it, it's also very important to understand, you know, where we came from, you know, as an ancestral uh, thing, you know, with baseball. And, and it goes back over 100 years and there's, you know, lots of, you know, Hall of Famers. Um, great players that didn't make the Hall of Fame, coaches, uh, executives that came either directly from Ireland or were, you know, first or second generation. And, and we feel that, you know, we need to celebrate that. We need to understand, you know, those connections in order to better serve what's going on in Ireland right now. So have you found with the strong connection, especially with some of the big cities on the East Coast and Ireland, 
there's a lot of back and forth there. People still going back and forth, people having family members on both sides. Do you find that people in Ireland do have a basis in baseball, that they have a basic understanding? Or is it still like trying to bring a brand new sport to a place that has no idea what's happening? It's an uphill battle. I mean, it's um, it, it kind of goes both ways. You know, sometimes we'll be talking to somebody in Ireland who doesn't really have any familiarity with the game. But then we mention rounders and all of a sudden it starts to become clear because a lot of kids in Ireland play rounders as kids, um, uh, you know, or, or a lot of adults played as kids. And it's a co-educational, like a co-ed, um, you know, it, it's not like a very serious sport. But it's something, you know, it's, there's four bases. There's a pitcher. There's a batter. You hit the ball. You run around the bases. I mean, it's, it's very similar to baseball. So, you know, there's, there's this, you know, basic familiarity with that. And then if you go to places like Dublin, um, Belfast, where they do have leagues and teams, you'll find there are a lot of people that also have, um, you know, been to the, been to the U.S., uh, spent some time with family, Maybe they, they came over from the U.S., you know, Americans that, that are familiar with the game that way. So, you know, you're, you're talking about individual people. Yeah, you're going to find a lot of people that know something about baseball. But then when you go to a community and you try to start, you know, a youth baseball team, that's when it gets tricky because you, you have to find 15 or 20 kids that have parents that are interested in, in, in doing this. And, and you've got to find a coach. Then you have to find equipment. And that's usually where we come in. Um, so it's, it, it is tricky, but it's been, baseball has been played in Ireland on and off for, um, for over a hundred years. I mean, there's been successes and, and there's been, uh, you know, baseball programs have fizzled out, but it's been there and it's growing now. So it's, it's really cool to see. And one more, just very quick question. How many right-handed batters, when you find a kid in Ireland, put their hands the wrong way on the bat because they're so used to hurling. Yeah, you do see that. I, I, I can't quantify that, but it's like, you know, it, it's something you do see um, the kids reverse the grip and um, but they can hit. I mean, even with that grip, they can hit. So it's you know, that that's always a, an interesting thing. Do you do you tell the kid to reverse his hands or do you kind of let him go and enjoy it for a while before you you know, break the news to him that he's got to, you know, he's got to switch it. But um, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. We, we've seen that, um, you know, there's photographic evidence of that for years. Uh, you know, it's been happening as long as baseball's been uh, in Ireland. That was John Fitzgerald, founder of the Irish American Baseball Society. I'm Rick Becker, throwing things to our very own Jim Ward. Thanks, Rich. Today we're going to be hearing from Chicago White Sox bench coach and Irish American Baseball Society member Joe McEwen as he discusses all that goes into preparing for a Major League Baseball series. Our defense alignments will watch every ground ball that was hit against a righty-lefty, every fly ball that was hit against a righty or lefty, and once we go into our daily day of our, our pitching plan on how we're going to attack these guys, depending on each individual, then we'll modify how we're going to defend. First of all, we're not able to cover everything. It's impossible. And if a pitcher hits the spots, he hits the spots, execute a ground ball, we'll be, hopefully we'll be in the right position. Fly ball, same thing. We'll go over to pitch and report how we're going to attack. Then we'll go over uh, the offensive uh, approach and what we're going to face in those three starters in, in a particular series. And then every guy in the bullpen, we'll go over other tendencies that a club likes to do, what situations they like to bunt in, what situations they like to safety in, what squeeze in, you know, guys bunting against the shift, 
how many strikes against lefty, against righty. Uh, then we'll go over our base running and what, what individuals we can take advantage of on the mound. What tells do they possibly have? We'll go over the outfield arms, uh, how they go back on balls. Do they drift on balls? Do they get behind balls? Do they play through balls where they, they're strong throwing arm? Are they accurate? Or do they like to overthrow cutoff men to where we could take another base? So there's so much detail that goes into every single series and every single day. I'll say from my experience with the White Sox, that's my only experience. I, I believe we're the, one of the most prepared uh, teams moving forward. Everything is planned out and done basically about 12 o'clock, 1230. Our bullpen usage, uh, the matchups that are good that day, that may not be the best, ones we might stay away from. What situation is in the game? Do we need to shut this down now in the sixth inning, which may be more important than the ninth inning at that point? Because that may be our only chance to shut that down and have a chance to win that day. We run all those situations through, and we have daily dialogue and communication throughout, from front office on down to every single one of our coaching staffs and, and players. And that's what creates an amazing environment for us is that we're open to every, everything. Everybody can come in, ask questions, why, how, and we're receptive because we know at the end of the day, we're prepared and we're able to look ourselves in the mirror. That was White Sox bench coach Joe McEwen from an interview with Irish American Baseball Society members. And one of the cool things I took away from Joe's uh, little piece there was just exactly how much analytics and how much goes into preparing as far as watching loads of film and trying to find tendencies and little things that you find inside the game uh, that we never really looked for when I was growing up as a kid and playing the ball game. Uh, it was more get get out there, get ready, let's go. We'll do what we can. But today, obviously, so much more goes into what those guys at the major league level are doing. And it's kind of interesting to hear Joe's perspective on that. Our members can get more of that interview with Joe McEwen at irishbaseball.org. I'm Drew Ward, sending it back to Rich Becker on the Irish Baseball Podcast. Thanks, Jim. Now let's close things out with a little history lesson. Hi, I'm Connor Santiani. I'm an outfielder on the Irish National Baseball Team. Today, I'd like to introduce you to an Irish baseball legend named Smiling Tim Keefe. Tim Keefe was born in Cambridge, Massachusetts in 1857. His parents were Irish immigrants. Tim's father, Patrick, was a prisoner of war during the Civil War. Keefe made his Major League debut in 1880 for the Troy Trojans. In his rookie season, he set the all-time record with an earned run average of .86. On July 4, 1883, Smiling Tim won both ends of a doubleheader. He tossed a one-hit shutout in Game 1 and a two-hit shutout in Game 2. Over the course of his career, Keefe won 342 games. When he retired, his 2,562 strikeouts were a major league record. Keefe recorded wins in 47 different ballparks, a record that may never be broken. Keefe's influence on the game went far beyond the pitcher's mound. He designed uniforms for the New York Giants, he manufactured the official ball of the Players League, and he was the head of the Brotherhood of Professional Baseball Players, an early version of today's MLB's Player Union. During his career, Smiling Tim earned a second nickname, Sir Timothy, for his gentlemanly behavior on and off the field. 
Tim Keefe was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1964. This has been the inaugural episode of the Irish Baseball Podcast. Thank you to Irish American Baseball Society founder John Fitzgerald for talking with us. For Jim Ward and Connor Santiani, I'm Rick Becker on the Irish Baseball Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Irish Baseball Podcast. The Irish Baseball Podcast is a production of the Irish American Baseball Society. Visit us online at irishbaseball.org and connect with us on social media. And remember, there's no place like home.